Art Supply Posse. You may know that I love making abstract art. It's one of my favourite styles to work with. So I am delighted to bring this conversation to you today with an artist who creates beautiful abstract art with her own unique spin on the genre, of course. So hello, Usha Shukla. Welcome to the Art Supply Posse. I am delighted to have you here today. Thank you so much for making time to record. I know everybody's schedules are busy and crazy and all those sorts of things, so I really appreciate you making the time to join us in the Posse today. Hello, Kim, and uh, thank you for having me, and I'm so delighted to be here. I'm really excited and ready to talk about my art. (laughs) Fantastic. That's what we love. So, first question, maybe the biggest question we could ever ask, who is Usha Shukla? Yes, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the case, good answer. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, I'm an abstract artist and I was born and brought up in India and I moved to United States in 1996 and I live in San Francisco suburbs, very close to San Francisco, California. Mm-hmm. And uh, I live with my husband and two boys. And actually, my boys are out of home. They are, one is in college, one is working. So uh, I'm an empty nester and enjoying my art. <laughs> nice. So what would be your first artistic memory? Now, this could be, you can go one of two ways with this answer. It could either be the first time you remember making art and loving that or it could be like your first memory of, say, um, going to a museum perhaps and seeing art in a museum and being really moved by it or maybe you happen to see someone make art and think, oh, that's really fantastic. Like do you have a memory in your mind that sort of really stands out to you? Oh, yes, actually. I don't know if it would be a memory of art, but I do remember that vividly, so it will be a memory. Uh, my parents belong to very, very rural India, uh, like a village, mm-hmm. and but we, we lived in the city. My my dad moved when he was uh, studying. So, But my relatives, my grandparents and relatives still lived in uh, rural India. So we used to go every summers. We used to go uh, or whenever there was an occasion like a marriage or something, we used to visit in uh, that rural part of India. And I saw my relatives, my grandparents or my aunts, uncles, mostly aunts, mostly women, they would paint on the mud walls. The, the Every festival, they will actually clean the walls, like put a new coat of mud, uh, like some kind of mud yeah. paint or paste, and then paint over it with like rice flour uh, liquid. Wow. With hands. Or like they will take like a, a cotton ball and dip it in the rice flour liquid and like kind of paint like this, like oh, make wow. motifs and yeah. designs. Yeah. So that, that stayed with me like still I remember vividly those uh, designs and they were mm-hmm. like, it was like a folk art. And yeah. uh, my mom actually always in every festival would draw such kind of motifs and with like a red powder, like turmeric and mixed with something like red powder yellow, and this white powder mm-hmm. uh, on the floor. Like, 
so I I I'm brought up like this like yeah I don't belong to an artist family like no one is artist in my family except me but uh, I did I was brought up like that like looking yeah. at all this art so so that would be the memory and I would say like so I was introduced to museums at a very later time like when I was like in school that okay. we had field trip to museum but not like any formal art yeah so I'm curious to know because I don't really know much about the history and and things that are still going on where where you're from but I'm curious to know is that still done like is that kind of artwork still done for festivals now like is that a tradition that still carries on do you know Yes, it is still done. It is, and it's called Rangoli. And now it has changed from that white liquid uh, to like we do Rangolis with flowers and like the pulses uh, and like dal we call. And uh, and we would make like different motifs or designs on the floor. So it's still done and I still do it. (laughs) (laughs) Is that, is it, do you, I'm just curious to know, is it, like, does each festival have its own different motives or is it sort of just up to the individual person who creates what they create? Like, it's just, it sounds beautiful and fascinating and I'm I just curious. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's, it's mostly not about festivals. It's about region. Okay. So, like, South India, North India. So, India is very diverse. Even yep. North India, South India, it's, it's still India, but the cuisine, the festivals are so different. But they are kind of merging here because we all Indians like celebrate all the festivals together and celebrate each other's festivals. But not back in India, still like North India has their own festivals, South India, Eastern India, Western India. So it's more about the, but there's some similarities like mm-hmm. goddess and God we would draw and like flowers and lotus is one symbol and mm-hmm. that is drawn again and again. Yeah. So it's all like kind of growth, like how, like well-being it shows, well-being, like yeah, uh, nature. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, beautiful. It sounds, it sounds beautiful. It sounds like a lovely I thing to it. to be part of yeah. and to see. Right. So I'm yeah. curious. So you said you moved. Well, you were born and grew up in New Delhi, and then mm-hmm. you've moved to America, which yes. is a big a big difference culturally so how how did that move affect you and do you think like it's probably a it's probably a hard question to ask I guess but would you have been an artist if you'd stayed in in India do you think so uh yeah that's a good question because my life kind of changed when I moved to US of course I, I had I had my little boy when I moved he was almost four years old he turned four after after moving here like a week after so mm-hmm. he was four and we used to like uh, all day long look outside the window and see the cars going out because we we were our apartment was on like a busy street and I could see from the window we could see all the cars moving around and then there was nowhere to go and uh, kind of like uh, so I learned driving and started driving in three months but before that uh, there's and then that time actually I started going out for my hikes that Mm -hmm. was one thing I said, okay, and my son started going to Montessori, so I had more time. Mm-hmm. And I 
I was little kind of out of place initially because I I come from like I was uh, there's a place called Jaipur, Rajasthan, where I was born, but I moved to Delhi later on. Mm-hmm. And my parents still are in that place, Jaipur. It's very colorful. It's like Paris of India. It's like fashion, art is everything. Like it's a hub of that place. So, so I, I come from there and I was so involved with all these festivals and dressing up and uh, uh, celebrations that when I moved to US, it was all very bland to me. <laughs> <laughs> My whole family is vegetarian. And so even the food-wise, everything we got was salads. and <laughs> So everything kind of like, was a little bit colorless to me and so yeah. I, I started I started going out to nature and I, I kind of uh, developed this uh, connection and I, I felt kind of grounded and because uh, that place seemed like I was back in my childhood I was back in India there was mm-hmm. no difference the breeze was same the trees the clouds and everything seemed so similar to me and since in California, the weather-wise, it's so similar to India, North mm-hmm. India as well. So no extreme weather, no snowfall or no like harsh rains or something. So it it kind of, I felt like I belong here when I went out and started back on my nature hikes. Like in the park, mm-hmm. even in the park, I would feel kind of that sense of belonging. Yeah, they helped. I guess it is. It sounds like they helped to ground you into into California, into into where you'd moved to, and to help help you find again who you are, who you were, who are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because all everything was like all like I saw like all day long cars passing by or t- watching TV, and then I was not familiar with those shows, and there were no Indian shows that time on TV. Later on, I mm-hmm. found that channel that you could actually subscribe to but initially uh, there I, I made friends later on but uh, initially I, I felt kind of alone and uh, disconnected mm-hmm. and since I was not working I was taking care of my boys uh, my son uh, mm-hmm. uh, like so and he was four and he had language problem because he did not speak English that time my son yeah. so kind of trying to we were both trying to fit into the new place but uh, we managed and, yeah. and I'm happy and and the next question was like well I would not have been an artist if I was in India I think I might have been I don't know I think uh, art the love for nature actually kind of uh, uh, directed me towards art like and there are other stories about art yeah I well that, I was going to ask you next so so you 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 you've begun hiking you've begun to settle into into yourself in in America in a new country in a new world what then prompted you to become an artist right so in 2005 uh, we went on a family vacation to paris and mm-hmm. there i went to louvre museum mm-hmm. and and i'm like honestly speaking like I uh, my head started spinning. There was so much art. There, I've never seen so much art because I was not exposed to any <laughs> art. All art I saw was in museums and like the museum trips we had 
So it was kind of overload. And when I saw uh, like artists working uh, close to the river, CN River, and like that's when I I thought, okay, I have to be an artist <laughs> somehow. I have to I I have to learn to express myself because and that's when I got an original painting from an artist like okay yeah an artist and yeah. I said like oh people can make money out of it and like people can like have like their art in other people's houses or or like can give joy to other people and that's when I uh, I had some that in my back of my mind I want to be an artist someday yeah. because like Initially, all my life, I was thinking I want to be a fashion designer, and mm-hmm. I was always creative. It was not like I uh, I never thought of uh, being an artist. I think I was an artist always, mm-hmm. but not like a professional artist because I, when I saw people painting, I always thought, oh, they they artists have to be born talented. I don't think you can learn art because you you have to have that skill or talent when you're born now it's too late for me i'm not born artist so uh, so that time in my back of my mind if ever i get a chance i would love to uh, learn about art or or be an artist Mm-hmm. So uh, when uh, fast forward, when 2010, my older son was about to go to college mm-hmm. and I was looking colleges for him. And uh, one day he said, just leave me alone. You go to college. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, my God, that is such a great idea. Can I go to college now? Like I'm already uh, master's. I did uh, my bachelor's and master's in India. I was mm-hmm. already and like, can I go to college? He said, yeah, you can go to college. And uh, so I started looking around. I found a community college close by and I started my art classes because in back of my mind, I always had this urge or has this desire to be an artist mm-hmm. or not just any artist, just not like a hobby artist, but yeah. like a working artist working because artist. working artist because uh, so I went two years to my community college close by that's very close and it was very affordable mm-hmm. and there my professors and everybody else like they actually saw that potential in me or something and their desire to learn and they said you should go for a degree so I thought okay I'll do an MFA and I will do it in San Francisco Academy mm-hmm. of Art University I would go to college university and yeah. I told my husband and he's like are you kidding <laughs> it's like, it's so expensive and we already have one son in college and another one should would be going to college and that's a private college. I'm like, art should not be considered as unaffordable. Like it, art yeah. education should be affordable. And because we we, we have this myth of starving artists yeah. and I told my husband, I will be working, you know, <laughs> I will be working and I'm not just going to college just to learn just just to not become an artist that's not just my desire but I want to be a working artist and just I I kind of blackmailed him and this (laughs) is the story so I told him think about that your wife is very very sick and you have to get that money out to make her well what are you going to do are you going to let (laughs) her die (laughs) because you know what I'm going to die if I don't go to art school it's, I am so passionate. I have to learn to go. I have to go to art school. I'm in San Francisco and I used to take train and walk uh, uh, 
first i used to drive to the bus station train station and then take a train and then walk 22 minutes and go to college and with all my art supplies and on the days when um, i had to bring all these big canvas and uh, as well i used to go on the weekend and drop them off uh, at the school with yeah. with my husband's help and then <laughs> wow that's a that's I, a big I, process Yes, and I went to. Uh, I finished my MFA in almost five years, four and a half years, because my yeah. other son was in high school, so I had to come back and I did a little bit of part time. Mm-hmm. Almost five think, years. I'm curious to know because obviously you were an older student. Do you think that yeah. actually served you well? Because I don't know. Maybe, maybe your concentration. Well, you were clearly. clearly very very passionate and very very keen to actually become the student to become the working artist so do you think that actually served you well than maybe if you had gone when you were younger uh both ways actually so if if i was younger i would have had this uh, kind of physical energy to work yep. more yes because yep. because i was done with schooling and everything and i used to see my kids were uh, uh, like doing their homework late at night or studying and i used to tell my husband thank god i'm over this age right i don't have to do and and when i went to school i was like some days i would cry and say why did i even start this what yeah. what happened to me and like yeah. because art uh, for me painting and learning art was like just painting and painting and work, like playing with colors but yes. when you go to art school there are assignments there are schedules mm-hmm. and you have to like be in a box kind of like yes. not like and each class was so expensive that i had to kind of work through it and like get the maximum out of it right yeah. so it it was like uh, and i never went to school here so that was my first university experience mm-hmm. and in india it's very very tight schedule like very strict mm-hmm. environment even in college like you even if you go out you are supposed to tell your teacher that you are going out yeah. or attendance is a big thing but here it was different like they give you all the freedom which yeah. i didn't know how to use <laughs> because <laughs> i was i was uh, brought up with all these like following these instructions and there was like not uh, not too much of instruction there was but then still there was so much of freedom which i didn't know how to use <laughs> so so it was both ways and there was one funny thing i was remembering actually um, so one so i never told anyone that i have college going kids yep and like with my face people didn't know how old i was <laughs> or what <laughs> <laughs> that i was from india and this school is all with international students so nobody actually i didn't feel out of place because there yeah. were many international students in this uh, college and then one one time i don't know i just i just said oh my son is in college or something or he came back from college or something and then there's this boy sitting next to me is like what is it like you are old enough to be my mom <laughs> <laughs> I said no I'm not your mom and I don't want to be No <laughs> that was that was funny like how people I didn't want people to treat me differently if yeah. they found out yeah. that I have college going kids or I'm like older than them or like yeah. they were they were they were 
instances when I couldn't actually talk with them because I didn't know the context. I didn't know the yeah. music and uh, yeah. the movies. And yeah. It was different, but I, I still... Uh, I managed and there were people who were older or, or as same as age as me. So we, mm-hmm. we made friends and, and so the being mature actually helped me in some ways as well yeah. because I knew the worth of money I was spending. Yeah. Like, yeah, because my, because my husband was the only earning member and I knew uh, and the time worth of like I knew the time and money yeah it's much worth right for me yeah especially and and I was there as a mom set a good example right <laughs> it's different now since my kids are out of the school I tell you yeah. to set good example too now like we can do whatever we want to the kids are not here yeah. but that time like, yeah. so I had to set a good example so I knew all this uh, so I was a little bit kind of responsible for whatever I was doing. Yeah. So even if I sit like until 2 a.m. or 3 a.m., I would finish my homework and I would be very, <laughs> yeah. like, work very hard. I really worked hard. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm proud to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's an incredible thing. And it's, 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 it's lovely that you followed your dream, that you had it, you stood your ground and that's what you've decided and that's what you're doing. It's, it's, it's fantastic. So I am curious to know, how did you come to your particular style of art? Because obviously at the school I imagine you've learnt a bunch of different styles, a bunch of different ways of working and probably different mediums and all those sorts of things. So how did you then, how did you distill all of that to, to create to work as an abstract artist, to find what works for you and, and to make that your, your thing. Right. So um, in, in my grad school, I like halfway through, they teach you everything. So I learned portraits, figurative arts, still life, mm-hmm. landscape, plein air. I've learned all that. And then in the midpoint, they ask you, what, what do you want to specialize in? And mm-hmm. I, I knew I knew from the very beginning that I want to learn abstract. Mm-hmm. And I did not know that you could learn abstract art. Yep. Or, and then when I got this opportunity and I said, yeah, I want to learn abstract. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was different that in abstract class, they gave you all the freedom to try, try different me- different mediums and different uh, styles to yep. bring your own style out. But that was like, I, I used to feel that time, okay, why aren't they telling me what to do? Why are they telling me how how to <laughs> watch an abstract art? Why and they, so in reality, no one can teach you abstract art. It has to come from inside you, right? Yeah. So yeah. so I I kind of tried everything. I tried so many different artists. I would research. I would I would like have these sleepless nights. And why can't I make my own style? Why can't I get my own style? Mm-hmm. And I would. And then I said, this is not me. This is referring to this artist. This is not me. So I kept trying and trying and trying. And one day I said, I have to note down what what moves me and what kind of I'm passionate, what my Mm -hmm. passion exactly is. And Mm -hmm. then I started writing down and then I said, okay. So one thing kept coming, the hues and textures I see out in nature. So that thing, like I saw... What, when I take photographs, what exactly I'm looking for when I'm yeah. taking photographs. 
So I'm taking photographs of like different kind of textures I see or like shapes I see out of mm-hmm. those. So, so that I, so I narrowed down this and then I saw this, how the breeze outdoors moves the landscape. Like mm-hmm. there's a light and shadow, yeah. but light and shadow is there. And then how the light and shadows moves colors. Like yes. even the shadows have different colors and yeah. the light has different colors and the same color dif- looks different in yeah. different parts of the day, right? So how the breeze actually moves them. And I could I could see, like I can sit and look at the, like those grass moving in the breeze and like how they dance. And mm-hmm. like, <laughs> so it's yeah. very fascinating to me. And I said, okay, I have to do something with air. So that thing got stuck in me. And then one day, like that, I don't know, suddenly the thing came at around 10.30 p.m. I was in my bed and like, okay, I have to paint with air. Something to do with air, air, air. Okay. So then I, okay, I I asked my husband, can you go and get me that compressed air, can of that air which you use to clean the electronics? Mm -hmm. So I asked my husband, can you go get that one? Because I want to paint with air. I want to move paint with it and then he said like it's 10 30 i said yeah what so what walmart is open <laughs> i said do you want to come with me he said, no i'm already in bed so i was already changed and about to go to bed when i <laughs> idea came to me and i didn't want to wait until morning and he, he went at night got me this air and can compressed air and I was like kind of like moving paint with like diluted watercolors and moving paint mm-hmm. with air. So that was the breakthrough. <laughs> I think he might think you're a little bit crazy. <laughs> and, and and everybody say uh, you have such a supportive family. I I get that. I actually believe that. Yep. But I make them work. <laughs> <laughs> So if, if, if so uh, yeah I, I, if I have to do something and my husband is at work I'm like can you get that wood panel around the way we're coming back and he would go he would go and because I don't want to drive all the way to the art shop and he will go and get me the canvas yeah. or the wood panel or whatever <laughs> because he knows otherwise I will send him again or I'll take him back so yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, so, so okay, we so you using your you using air. That that idea came to you. So how do you then and I get maybe it's hard to describe. I don't know how do you actually take those feelings, those those images that you've captured photos of of, of nature and then put that on your cuz it, it's, it's it's mostly timber you're working on. Is that right? It is what? Mostly timber boards, like wood panels that you're using. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So wood panels and uh, and canvas board. Oh, and so, canvas. How yeah, do you so, then get that image on there? Like, how do you make that work? Yeah. So I don't use any references. Those the pictures I was talking about was only to narrow down what I'm what I look for out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just for my ref. But I don't use any reference or any pictures. So mm-hmm. funny part is like I usually take nap when I start a studio session. Before that, <laughs> I would I would because I don't want to go into my studio with any reference or any to do yep. list or any any clutter anything in my mind. I want mm-hmm. to go very peaceful, very uh, like 
kind of like okay i uh, no no reference or no colors i'm thinking so i mm-hmm. would go in my studio so when i start painting i i would go into this different zone altogether i would go into this my childhood memories mm-hmm. i would go and so i i i always hear people say that you need to artists have broken hearts and the artists who have like this uh, hard childhood or difficult time in their life make really great art mm-hmm. but for me i had this very harmonious life i i'm like very protective and very harmonious life and happy life and i want to kind of show that to people like mm-hmm. show that comes out in my uh, canvas or wood panels so i i kind of go into different zone and those memories i bring out and like these present memories now mm-hmm. those colors actually kind of mix together yeah and that's what happens so it's it's like i i myself don't know what happens and then next day uh, it's two reactions like either it's what did i do <laughs> oh, how did i do this or or maybe it's a happy expression how did i do that <laughs> so it is like it is both ways so it's like uh, and i always say because i went to graduate school i the composition and color theory comes kind of natural to me now yeah so i say my work is like my head and my heart and my hands have to work together to yeah. make this magic happen because if my mind works then it's more technical and it it's more contrived not like really spontaneous and if my heart says what i sometimes i do work but my only my heart says but then next day when i see with my open eyes i say like okay this is not working <laughs> <laughs> composition is not sometimes i just leave it that way but most of the time i would change it because mm-hmm. i have to have this like a technically and emotionally and like a, a sound painting like yeah it has yeah. to work with the colors and everything so why do you think nature is so important into in your work yeah so nature when i came here like i said like i felt very out of place and so nature one thing actually i feel kind of like really really grounded and and feel like the same happy memories come back when i used yeah. to go out because my like i said my parents are from rural near we used to go for walks there and my mom actually loved to walk and we used to not take like a public transportation and walk to places so walking and like my parents still go out for morning walks which like called morning like we call morning walks and evening walks mm-hmm. <laughs> so the that i i was like brought up that way and i love to go out so that those happy memories come when i'm in nature and yeah. i wanted to kind of uh, portray that in my work yeah and yeah like because everybody yeah so it's not like i don't want to give any message to yeah. people it's just like everybody has a happy place in their heart so i want everybody to kind of like how i go into my happy place when i'm painting i want like everybody to go into their own happy place mm-hmm. and reflect into themselves and bring out that happiness yeah so that's the abstract nature and that's how i paint this kind of harmonious landscapes 
Yeah. You definitely feel that when I was doing my research and looking through through your portfolio and your images, it definitely feels happy and, and joyous yeah. and just you can feel love. I think you can feel love even through a computer screen because that's what I was doing. Obviously, I'm not seeing it in real life, but you can get that feeling of love and happiness, which is uh, it's a fabulous thing to be able to bring that to the to the canvas. Thank I'm, you. How long does it take to create one of your artworks? Because you're working on a larger size, aren't you? I'm working on all sizes. So I yeah, work okay. like the so I, I go back and forth. So when, when I'm like little done with the big sizes, I would paint small and my smallest is like four by four. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I work in all sizes and uh, I don't limit myself to canvas or panel. So some of my collectors, they they don't want on wood panels. They think it's very heavy and mm-hmm. uh, not easy to transport. Uh, but uh, so they want on canvas and my large some of my most of my large paintings are on canvas yeah they're not too heavy for me to actually move around yeah so the small ones I paint on lazy susan I would just move around the lazy susan and but the mm-hmm. big ones I have to move around yeah. and I have to climb up like a step big step stool <laughs> and uh, see the composition or I have to like kind of yeah I get a feel for it yes so it's in, I'm interested in that that working with because you do commission. So how do you work with somebody else to bring to life? They're obviously they've they they've hired you, they've commissioned you to to create art for them. But they and they love your style. But I'm going to assume they want some kind of. Do they direct you in say colors, perhaps, or a feel, a mood, or is it is it more freeing and you just sort of create what you create and it works? Right. So yeah, I am very nervous with commissions. <laughs> I'm nervous <laughs> with whenever I start a new painting, especially commissions, because I have to give some of my control to the yeah. director. Yeah. They, they, they need what they want but usually it's the painting they saw and uh, they want the same kind of feel or the colors actually color palette mm-hmm. into a bigger size that's what the commissions are usually and i don't take advance mostly but i unless i don't actually anybody know i don't know anyone and they want another painting so i will take advance but usually it's like uh, i always have this clause like okay if you don't like it you don't have to take it yeah at the end but i've seen each and every uh, uh, collector of mine who had commissioned me paintings are were more than happy like they were like beyond expectations <laughs> that's what i heard but uh, it's mostly yeah but mostly it's the painting i've done and uh, they want the same colors but they give me freedom because it's an abstract and they understand that yeah. uh, it's not yeah. going to be the same yeah it, it's funny because thinking about the work it is abstract but i can see motifs of the landscape in it like it's right. not, you know, it's not a landscape like you would think a, a realistic portrayal, but it's still, I still get that feeling of the landscape in that work, which is fantastic. Yeah, this is because I am inspired by nature. I see these colors, hues and textures outdoors. And one time in my plein air uh, painting class, my teacher actually said, 
what are these blobs of color like you did? (laughs) (laughs) What are these? And I was a little scared, like, okay, because this is my eyesight. I can only see these colors. This is what I see. And this is what I painted. And he said, keep doing that. (laughs) Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So that gave me encouragement. So whatever like comes in my mind, these shapes and these uh, textures, that's what I paint. And it's mostly, some people see clouds, some people see underwater, mostly it's underwater. Mm-hmm. And I'm always fascinated when I see water, like how the light goes inside and then comes out. Yeah. So you've seen all that kind of like light coming out from inside water. So, yeah. uh, and or the flora, so it's it's like people keep like finding new images in my paintings. Like yeah. when some one collector said, like he has this couch underneath my painting, and he keeps looking at it, and he's like, I I found something different. Like every day, he finds something different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of the things I love about abstract is it's just it changes all the time. Right. It does. It's like, and sometimes like, even like if you change the orientation, it looks Mm. so different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even the light, the different times of day. And I think even your own mood, you'll see something different when you're looking at, at an abstract. Right. And because I paint in oil, that also makes a difference. Yes. Oil is more translucent than acrylics and, Oil kind of like shines differently when you mm-hmm. when it's seen in different times of the day. So when the painting is finished, I bring it indoors because I don't bring my wet paintings inside because these are oil. Yep. And I don't want the fumes inside. So when it's dried, I bring them inside and there's like few places I would put them and keep looking at them. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm cooking and I'm like suddenly have this urge to go and check my painting. <laughs> so I will I will just go and look at it in different light or maybe move around and see it and how the so yeah, it takes it takes few turns and to like get settled into one orientation, like okay, mm-hmm. it's horizontal or vertical. And sometimes the collectors, they come and they say, oh, like this way. I said, okay, you can put it this way. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly right. That's that's the beauty of it. They can hang it exactly how they want to. And you, can, you can change it later on, maybe yes. make it a new one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm curious, how, how did you decide oil painting or oils to work with was that a was that a conscious decision were you experimenting with different paints and it, it just worked best for you so i was mostly uh looking art in museums from the from mm-hmm. childhood mostly mm-hmm. museums and museums always had oil paintings yeah and then in when i went to school all the teach was uh in my uh, in graduate school, they taught in oils. We did yeah. not use it. Um, they, they, actually, there were students who used acrylics. But somehow, I actually, I love the, uh, like how old masters did in oil. I, I, I had this idea of uh, oil and acrylics dries very fast. Mm-hmm. And it's more opaque. And whenever I paint acrylics, they dry darker. Yeah. So you cannot, you, you. It's not easy for no. like for me to kind of predict the color it's going to dry. But oil I can do, or I can change it a little bit. Yes. And since I paint in oil and my my uh, technique is like to blow air, like I move paint with air. Yeah. So 
biggest now I do is uh, with the leaf blower. You must have seen my all my big paintings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, done with leaf blower. So the paint, the top paint, or sometimes the oil, I don't mix it completely when I'm mixing two two mm-hmm. paints together, two colors together. So they kind of separate and ripple effect that gives kind yeah. of. So oil does all that. And I have few paintings. Those are acrylic. One of my whole series is acrylic on paper. That's also different. But uh, I'm not till now able to kind of convince myself to do large paintings in acrylic. Yeah. Somehow, somehow it just looks different to me. Yes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It doesn't have that kind of translucency and the like. The oils when they when I mix complementary colors on the substrate, they become like kind of grays. I don't get that in acrylics. Yeah, yeah. So when you because looking through looking through your work, you have series of pieces. Right. Do they is that a planned thing? Do you do you go in and you start a piece and you go okay? This is going to be a whole series. I can just see there's like going to be 20 of them. Or is it more, does it kind of come after the fact? Yeah, so it, it comes after. So uh, I never planned to do any series except one, except the silver lining I did. Mm-hmm. That was kind of planned because that was during quarantine. That was yeah. during pandemic. And I, amazing. It's amazing having a look at that silver lining series seeing how much emotion comes through from so little color it's fabulous and it's it's just yeah i was i was browsing through those and just thinking this is amazing to see so much depth so much feeling showing up with such a limited palette yes thank you so my my family back is um, my family is in india still my brother one of my brother lives in uh, North Carolina, but the rest of my family and they were going through half a uh, rough time during COVID, and mm. and uh, it was it was hard for me just to have this abundance of colors. I feel like when I play with color, I feel that kind of abundance and well being. So yeah. uh, during uh, COVID time, I said I cannot let myself play with colors because so uh, I thought of this silver lining. How I was always finding silver lining because I am very positive person. Even something like. I do go deep and I get depressed when I get rejections or I have sad times or mm-hmm. but I try to bounce back very quickly because uh, I feel like I've done this before I would can do it again like yeah. that kind of feeling I always have this so I said okay I will do this silver lining that came up to my mind and only like black and white and uh, so and some ultramarine blue. So ultramarine blue is my yes, <laughs> most favorite color. It's beautiful. <laughs> and those paintings have some of the um, uh, ultramarine blue and crimson red because uh, I feel like uh, black is very kind of dead color. I didn't want to just use black. I mm-hmm. just have this warm black and cool black. So I mm-hmm. have these warm and cool black uh, in there too. Except that series, all my series have come up just spontaneously because yeah. I I just paint and then suddenly I feel like this is becoming a series. This looks like kind of similar pattern coming out. When yeah. I take a break, like this year I took a break because I was traveling and attending weddings 
uh, after COVID, there were like I attended four <laughs> weddings, Korean weddings. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so I took a long break, and then I started back, and the, these like paintings were kind of vibrating to me. Like mm-hmm. these were very high contrast, and and then I said that looks like kind of heartbeat, like nature's heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So that's what I kind of titled this. So it's always like later on, uh, this series developed, but mm-hmm. I'm not done with any one of those series. I can I want to keep adding to those series. So yeah. some of the work i feel like are mostly like for fluorescence i will add to it but i've not done any silver lining work after that yeah. but the rest of the work yeah it keeps adding to the original series so with with that then you you also have your artwork in galleries now this is this is a whole different thing you've gone from Going to Paris and having your mind blown by all the art in museums and galleries and all those sort of places, and now you're there with yours. What's that process like of getting work ready to show? Yeah, so I, I work a lot. <laughs> I have so much work and I have so much unfinished work, but it's it's like I'm constantly checking my inventory and getting my work ready because I don't know. I I feel like setting a good example, right? I told you like mm-hmm. setting. If they, so I have to do that. I don't know. As a mom that came to me, like, I have to be ready if there's some opportunity. Yes. Because I, I've seen artists say, oh, I'm not ready yet. I don't have five paintings this size or I don't have 10 paintings this size. Yep. So for me, if the opportunity comes, I have to be ready. So one one time this, like last year, I had a show in Mill Valley. Uh, It was at the design store and they had like 24 paintings of me. Mm -hmm. And I was ready. Yeah. 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 So I was, and once in a while, my husband will say, you have so much work and you're still painting. I said, yeah. (laughs) And one time you won't believe I, I had only few paintings left and Rest of them were in some gallery or some show or some places. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly everything will come back home. <laughs> it's, it's always, and my home is like gallery. I would keep changing my paintings. And then yeah. when my friends come and they, they see, oh, this is new. I said, no, it was in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, uh, this is how I show them. How yeah. like, if you change a place, your painting will look good or... If you don't have a space, still buy a painting and keep rotating your artwork. So yes, exactly. Yeah. This, this, yeah. So I, I keep I keep working my I keep give my permission to myself, even if I have so much inventory, I just want to keep painting. Yeah. Well it's it's it is your your career, but it's also your love. So it makes sense that you just want to be painting. It's, it's the selling of it is is the beautiful bonus, but it's it's yes. the actual creating of the artwork that I think is the most important thing. Right. And then I I devote all my time. I'm a full time artist. So selling part also I I keep that in mind that I yes. just don't paint and just not feel myself like okay. Like this is not a hobby. I, it's a professional art, yeah. and I'm a professional artist. And being a professional artist comes all these responsibilities, like of being a business woman, mm-hmm. also. Yeah. So business part, I'm still learning. It's always learning part. So 
it is difficult for me being a business person. It is difficult for a lot of people, I think, because, I mean, it's a whole other world, the business side to the art side, but it's both combined. So you've kind of, it's almost like you've got to pop aside your art brain for a little while and have your business brain and then go back to your art brain. And, of course, with social media is coming into that whole thing of the business as well. It's another layer, but it's also probably making it easier for people to find your work. I mean, that's how I found you, right? Like it was through social media that that I that we met. So it's it's another it's another layer, but it's a mostly a good layer, I think. It is, it is, and then I don't actually ignore the business part because it mm. is it, it is me now. Yes. I'm a business. I'm a professional artist, like, and I don't want to go back to a hobby artist. Yes. I, I want to expand, and I want to kind of uh, uh, earn money or make money, and just like mentor other artists, like they they can have a living with with yeah. their art. Yeah, I think so, it's an important message for people to realize if they want to, they don't have to, but if they want to make a living from art, they absolutely can. Right. And if you have a passion and if you can work hard, actually work working hard comes because it's not easy. It's not easy yeah. because when I went to school, everybody, like people say, oh, you, you are doing what you love. Yeah, I know, but it's not always painting and painting. It's always you have to kind of like make things work, even yeah. in a painting. You have yes. to make things work. It's life yeah. is not always like yes or no or no. black or white. Yeah. So I'm curious because, of course, we are the art supply posse. That means we all love art supplies and we want to know what art supplies are you using. So obviously we've spoken you're using oil painting, oil paints, but we're curious, is there, are you a user of one particular brand? Or do you use all of, the, all of the brands? Like, yeah, what's that kind of process like for you? Right. So I use a lot of art supplies, but doesn't show to everybody. <laughs> I have like whole room full of supplies I keep buying. I keep experimenting. But my very, very favorite is uh, Williamsburg Handmade. I've written down and Michael Harding. So uh-huh. the, these came and I do buy Will, Vincent and Newton because uh, those are little affordable paints handmade paints get to very expensive yeah so like i think it was uh, four or five years ago uh, uh I, I think it was 2018 i got this big project for uh to paint six paintings for uh uh courthouse in like mm-hmm. nearby city dublin yep. like so six oil paintings this was a big public art project i got and they, their criteria was, uh, requirement was that the painting should last for 25 years. Okay. So yep. I, I researched and I found these handmade paints and, uh, and I said, okay, I, I should use the best paints because archival mm-hmm. paints are really good quality paints. And that made so much difference. Yes. In my work. And yeah. since then I said, okay, why go? I, I can afford now not to use artists great paints so i mm-hmm. i go for professional paints because mm-hmm. i want to do everything professional <laughs> yeah of course yeah. yeah so i i kind of and then some of sometimes i do use like artist paints but 
if you if you use few of those professional grades with your artist grades paints i think the whole painting painting come alive you don't have to use everything very expensive in a painting yeah. Yeah. you can mix and mix oil paints like have these different brand oil paints mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and still get that uh, but like some of the paints like cadmium paints or the crimson red they need to or term, or ultramarine blue they need to be very good quality paints yeah. otherwise they make a difference even the white i use for malba white that's like really smooth white mm-hmm. Paint. Mm-hmm. so they they do actually make a difference yeah. when i paint so now when i'm like kind of talking like these new artists or uh, mentoring new artists they i always tell them like just I know paints get ex- very expensive or art supplies, but at least, at least, just get one paint. Yeah, or just get one paint, high quality paint, and mm-hmm. use it with mm-hmm. the other paints and see the difference. And yeah. don't have to just go and get all the expensive paints, or just yeah. get a few paints because primary colors. I don't use paint directly from my tube. I always mm-hmm. mix with other paints. That's mm-hmm. why my colors are harmonious. because i make grays and i i make like uh, different shades and hues yeah. it's not just like uh, just directly from the tube yeah. so i tell them like you don't have to buy 10 paints or just won't buy this just buy few paints but have at least one or two really good quality professional paints and when when you use like so initially i used to use like really those canvas boards or rough like not a very good quality canvas paper like just to paint and mm-hmm. things were not working out those were yeah. different so yeah. i i uh, i i've learned that like even the study i do on a good quality wood if if i have to paint like the bigger painting yep. on a panel i would do a study on the wood panel with mm-hmm. the same paints otherwise yeah. it doesn't work No, no, you, it would create too many um, unknowns, too many differences, and it, it it would almost be a waste of time doing the study because it's not going right. to follow through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that makes so sense. I I do get good paints now, but yeah. I waste a lot of paint. I and I, <laughs> yeah. I, I learned, not all paint become art, right? So yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> it was a challenge because like. throwing air and moving paint with air everything just will blow away like everything there will be like splatters and it was not easy for like to control air <laughs> so i would or sometimes i would just scrape off the whole painting and start over again yeah so yeah oil, oil i could do that yes but i i do first first or second one or two layers of acrylic initially yeah. like i would seal seal the wood panel just so and then would do acrylic mm-hmm. at that time i would have fun like no composition no nothing yeah. just fun yeah. i just to go uh, know how big is the substrate and i would just have fun and then i would paint over it thinking about you you mentioning about mentoring artists and i always sort of like to ask our guests if they have any advice for somebody who maybe is feeling like they'd like to try a new art style or maybe they're just feeling a little discouraged perhaps they're not feeling like they're creating what they have in their mind isn't coming through onto whatever surface they're working with 
mentoring, I guess, would give you a, a, an aspect, a perspective that perhaps somebody may not have who's just focused on their own work and they haven't had anybody else to sort of step in and give them any kind of advice or direction or, or encouragement. What, what would you say to somebody? Yeah, so I I do talk to many artists and uh, and I work I volunteer in many art organizations at least mm-hmm. four and uh, I'm on board and uh, I'm an arts commissioner for Alameda County. So I do mentor artists. So one thing I say is like so sometimes finding finding our style we we kind of get lost in colors, right? First, we have to figure out the colors and then the style. So mm-hmm. I say, like, even I do myself, I keep my color palette standard. When I want to paint, I don't paint with all my colors mm-hmm. together. Like, I yeah. I have this, my, like, the painting might change later on, but I start with the one standard color palette. Okay, I have to do this, like, a blue kind of color scheme. So okay. I will take those paint out and mix those paint. So I tell artists, like, Keep that, even if you don't know what color scheme, what's a color theory, because everybody is, is color theory is learned, right? It doesn't yeah. come natural. Yes. So even yeah. if you don't know, so look for something in your house, like in your room, if, like a vase or like some kind of show or decor piece, like something and see the colors and why do you like it and just copy those colors. Yeah. So at least you know what colors you're using yeah. or, or go to a home store, like a Home Depot we have yeah. here and get those color swatches like uh, where they show the room with all the different wall color and the sofa color with the cushion color, with the vase color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have these colors on the side, what colors yeah. they are using. And yeah. these are usually color harmony harmony these are harmonious colors and these are colors that go together so kind of copy that that's not like copying artists that's copying color theory yeah and then start working on shapes and then start working on what's coming in your mind like just bring out whatever is in your mind and if you think something is working and if you think you want to go to that direction crop that painting like big into small sections and work on those like okay i want to enlarge this portion now i want to enlarge this portion now mm-hmm. this is how you can have like 10 paintings from one painting and yeah. in in the process you will find your style yeah. i painted like i painted so many and many and many paintings before i got this style yeah because it was it is always learning and I, from my experience, I've learned that if I keep one thing standard, I can work on another. Because yeah. in the process of like working on composition, I don't have to work on colors. Like, okay, oh, this is too much blue, I didn't want to, or this is too much orange, I didn't want to use. So it's like, yeah. so if you keep that color theory in mind, now work on the composition. That is fantastic advice. That is just really, really good advice. I like that because you're just you're giving them, you're giving someone one less thing to have to be worried about. You know, yes. they can just yeah, okay. This is the palette I like. I like these colors. Great. And now let's experiment elsewhere. Right. And one more thing. I uh, that's my experience. One more thing. I don't work with too many mediums at a time. Like mm-hmm. I have, I have like whole big box of 
uh, those pastels yeah pastels different kind of like soft pastels and uh, mm-hmm. oil pastels and i have wash watercolor uh, but i don't take them all at once i don't yeah. work with all at once so that's advice i want to give because it's very easy to get lost in all these supplies and what goes with what and what goes yeah. like so just just have few supplies i think mm-hmm. for me i i work better when i'm i have few supplies and i don't yeah. have all this so yeah. i do have like maybe 100 paints or whatever uh, paint tools <laughs> but when i start a painting i just bring out few like i i would select and make colors from them yeah so i'm not like using like so many different colors and this like the whole painting is chaos yeah yeah great advice usha thank you so much this has been such an inspiring chat oh i just i love it and and for the sake of the listeners um usha and i have a video here so we can see each other and i'm she of course has her art in the background and it's just delightful to just be seeing behind her there as i'm having this lovely conversation it's just it's beautiful and inspiring and oh i'm just feeling so good I just want to go and make art. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you so much, Usha. Where, where's the best place for people to find you online? On my website, ushashuklaart.com. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, thank that's you. my name, Art. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. 